1: Good afternoon. Welcome into the happy hour. 93.7 The Ticket, theticketfm.com. Nick Sainert and Enrique alvarez Clary are with you today. Hello, Rico.
2: Hello. How's
1: it going? Happy Friday,
2: man. Happy Friday. I'm doing fantastic. How about yourself, sir?
1: Good. Good. A lot to get to. It's a big weekend in Husker Athletics, obviously. I got to turn up my headphones a little bit here um big weekend in husker athletics i mean gymnastics is going on obviously you have baseball i will play in gymnastics that's tomorrow. right are you gonna go i'm not because we are doing district basketball tomorrow mm. at 3 30 we have right. district basketball tomorrow at three thirty, 30 and then we also have district basketball monday night at seven o'clock as well so we'll um i'll tell you a little bit more about that as we go along um kind of the outline for the show today We'll probably touch on Husker baseball a little bit. We'll uh, talk to Evan Bland of the Omaha World-Herald at 2.30. But the kind of the bigger news that um, hasn't been talked about a ton today has been Fred Hoiberg mm-hmm. um, and and him being brought back for at least one more year, restructured deal, all that good stuff as well. What does that mean for Husker basketball? What does that mean for the program? What does that mean for his assistants? Um what does that mean for the excitement in the fan base? We'll kind of touch on all that, uh, as always. Four hundred two speculate. Yeah, as always. Four hundred two, four six four, five six eight five. The Honda Lincoln hotline, the Sutter Hammond text line. Both those are open. Send in your thoughts. We'll get to all of them. I can promise you that. Uh, join us on the Sutter Hammond Jewelers video stream as well, Facebook, Twitch, and YouTube. And then you can always hit me and Rico up on tw- on Twitter, Nick underscore Sainer, and at Radio Rico AC. All right. Let's go to the uh, the Honda Lincoln Hotline right off the bat. Here we have Bob on the Honda Lincoln Hotline. Bob, Happy Friday. How's it going? Hey,
2: it's going all right. How about you?
1: Not too bad. Doing
2: fantastic, Bob. How are you?
3: Hey, I'm doing all. I'm doing great. Uh, You know, it's you know, uh, football started um, you know this month, and uh, you know, first phase is um, winter conditioning, and now the second phase is uh, you know, opening spring. Yep, And for spring ball, starting Monday, you know, and uh, I'm excited. I mean, you know, let's get physical. Let's get, you know, that. let's get that offense physical, make that defense physical. Hopefully, that you know, they can improve on, defense can improve on the numbers from last year. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, people, I I read some things where, you know, people didn't think, you know, that the defense really had that great of a year, you know, and why does he get a, you know, a bonus and this and that. And it's like, you know. You got to start someplace, you know. You just don't go to the top because you just go to the top, and you know there is no foundation. So, mm-hmm. you know, improve every year, knock the numbers down each year. You know, we'll be in the top ten, you know, defensively, and make that offense. You know, get in the top ten, then uh, um, more physical than that. And um, you know, we're on the right track. Get those get special teams fixed, and you know.
1: We'll yeah. be right there. Hey, Bob. So, Bob, how do you feel? Let's switch sports. How do you feel about baseball? I mean, they started off one and three. I mean, are they going to win yeah, against TCU? Off, you
3: know, I'm going to start positive here. Okay. Good,
1: good. Please do. Okay. Because
3: everybody talks about the pitching. Yep. And you know, the starters didn't go the four. You know, didn't go only, but you know, I think the, uh, the most we had was four innings out of one pitcher. Okay, but here's the key. I liked when the bullpen came in and set up zeros. Okay, that was great. Yeah. And so, uh, you know, I was was glad to see that. I was glad to see that, they you know, they came in, they did their job. We need that bullpen to be consistent. Uh, And to even in, you know, even when the pitchers are doing better, when that bullpen's called on, we gotta put we gotta have a good strong bullpen. Yeah. Um, the fielding, it'll get better. I mean, we made some spectacular plays. Yeah. But we made you know I think we made at least two errors in each game, and one of them uh, was on um, on Sunday where they had two errors on one play. So I mean, you know, let's you know they're gonna get the they're gonna get the routine plays um, and be more consistent. Um, you know, defense be consistent on those. Uh, you know, on the on the regular on the regular plays, on the routine plays, uh, clean that up. Um, you know, on so on uh, Saturday the second game, you know that offense came together. I thought that really got to carry over from Saturday to Sunday, but unfortunately it didn't. But you know, um, way too many strikeouts. Looking, um, don't be over aggressive uh you know work some counts um you know um banjoff yeah um you know what what can you say about him leading off you know mm-hmm. uh one what was it, one uh one at bat he had 30 <laughs> he made the pitcher pitch 34 pitches wow you know
1: so <laughs> yeah i i hear you bob well bob i i appreciate you calling again are, are we going to expect to hear from you next friday all right, sounds good, Bob. We'll let you go, man. Appreciate you listening.
3: All right, hey, and one more thing. Yeah, what's you up? Know, I was gonna throw this in
1: real quickly you know,
3: here, man. Softball team, the first the first um, weekend, they went two and they went two and uh, what was it two and four mm-hmm. that first weekend. Last weekend, they went three and one. Yeah, they could turn around. You know, it's just the first series.
1: When very series. early this
3: nope. year this
1: weekend win the series very Heck early yeah. very early in the season bob have a great rest of your friday man appreciate you calling in Love all you, right bob. you too thank you, Love all you right. Bob. that's uh that's the goat bob um appreciate him calling in every friday with his thoughts all right let's uh 402-464-5685 let's talk fred hoiberg here so announced last night trev alberts on the radio kind of talked about um had several productive meetings with fred hoiberg and, and has decided to uh retain him for at least one more year uh I was thinking about a couple ways that we can look at this. And once again, send in your thoughts, 402-464-5685, the, the starter him and text line, or feel free to call in as well real quickly. But I was thinking about this multiple ways. And with Fred Hoiberg, it's one one of the more interesting angles that I kind of wanted to discuss with you, Rico, was, I mean, is there an amount of wins or a number of wins, I guess, next year that will sit at the end of 2023? hmm the, you know, the season in, in spring of 2023, and say, all right, this was a good move. This was a good move. Is, is there a, an amount of wins? Because now, this season, it, I'm not saying it's a complete wash or that we should just put it on the back burner, but now, for me personally, I've started looking towards next year. Oh, now, yeah. that, now that we have a, a, a clear decision on what's going to happen. Oh, yeah. I, I don't expect them to beat Iowa. Hopefully, they can stay competitive tonight with it being senior night and – and I want to talk a little bit about you know Bryce McGowan's and not legacy, his future, but how is he going to be remembered if this is his last game? Mm. That's a really really fascinating. No if, if this is his last game, or you know, last time at okay. PBA, last
2: game at PBA, yeah. that's right. It's I mean. like well, is he not going to play the last? No, two? yeah, yeah, exactly. Three? Yeah, I
1: know something you don't know. <laughs> um, no, last game at PBA, and so I, I want to kind of talk about that here. Once again, we'll be joined by Evan uh, Bland of the Omaha World Herald at two thirty. To talk a little Husker baseball, He's but down in Texas he is. But first, I, I want to talk basketball because what does this mean for the program? How does how does fan excitement change mm-hmm. with Fred Hoiberg being the coach next year? I, I'm really interested in, in what people have to say.
2: I, I truly think that you're going to see a a downtick in season tickets and and possibly. Uh, attendance even you know everybody's always excited for that first game of the season but you know bringing back Fred Hoiberg with the not great record that he has so far in the yeah. in three years at Nebraska uh, there will be a downtick in ticket sales a downtick in season tickets being bought or used uh, for the men's basketball program um, but you you were asking about you know at the end of 2023 if there's a win total that mm-hmm. would make people think that this was a good move and I don't really think there is I mean i I believe if you are at above or a couple of games below 500 and you've been in competitive you've been competitive in just about every game I mean if you get blown out like once mm-hmm. maybe twice, you know that happens that happens to everybody everybody you know everybody gets blown out you be the best team in the country uh, un- of course unless you're undefeated and you're gonna you're gonna lose a game here or there and if you're not the best team in the country you're going to get blown out by teams much better than you so. Yeah. If they can keep it close in every game and they can be a couple games under right at or a couple games over 500, I think that would be considered a successful season for Hoiberg because it's not a it's not an all or nothing approach with with basketball right now because they haven't been close really in in any of their game or not in any but in a lot of their games unlike the football team where you had nine losses by single digits yeah. so you're expecting a uh, not expecting but you're hoping for a massive jump and to be comp- competing for the division crown um whereas in basketball there's you know, no division crown, but you're not expecting this team to make a jump from the worst in the Big Ten to competing as the best team in the Big Ten. You're just hoping for a middle-of-the-pack finish. Mm-hmm. And if that happens, I, I would believe that most people would consider that a successful season.
1: Well, I was the, the more I was thinking about this um, in terms of the whole wins and the number of wins that would keep Husker fans happy, and we've talked about how 14 wins will sell out PBA and everybody will be happy – the, the problem that I have with everything that that we've seen over the last three years, is that they've had set, Nebraska has had seven wins every, all three years. Now, obviously, you have the COVID year in there um, that was unconventional, but you could argue that they played sometime they played better basketball that season than they have at some points in this season. Mm-hmm. That, that, that unfortunately, that's just the that's the reality that's of it. Um, Fred Hoiberg is twenty one and sixty five overall in his time at Nebraska. Like I said, seven wins a season for three years. Um, he is one and 30 on the road. That's the, and, and their one That's win, crazy. their one win came at Penn state on Valentine's day, I believe his first year on the job. So with this, um, Nebraska, we we've kind of talked about how PBA has lost its luster. Yeah. And the, and the toughness of an area to play in, like it's, it's not hard to for a team to come in and play at PBA like it used to. And and an easy fix to that is winning and staying competitive. Mm-hmm. And so it, I sit back and I look at that number of 1 and 30 on the road and I say okay, statistically you don't have a shot to win any games on the road whether you're playing number, you know, 3 Purdue and you're down by 20 within the first 4 minutes of the game or you're playing Northwestern on the road And once again, you're still down by 20 because you aren't competitive, and that's what it's been this year. So with that, um, I I, I look at that and I go, okay, you're kind of taking yourself statistically. Now there are those those situations where you may be competitive and have a chance to win it at the end. But then I also look and say, okay, you take yourself out of it on the road before you even tip, and then what are you at home? I guess that would make him, let's see, 20 and – Quick math here 30. So it would have been 20 and 35 at home. Mm-hmm. So still, that's not a good record. No. And you're, you're still losing those games to Western Illinois. So that's something, in my opinion, that has to change. They got to get um, some kind of of pizzazz back at PBA. You got to lock down and, home court. And with that, like we talked about it, you get 12, 13, 14 wins in a season, and PBA will be at least 85% full, which creates a great environment for college basketball. Mm-hmm. It'll be loud. But the sad thing about it is you need to double your wins <laughs> every year to get to that point. And, and still at that point, you are not making the NCAA tournament. You're probably no. not making the NIT. Industry leading, difference making, tomorrow shaping, world changing. These are a
2: few of the adjectives people use to describe the technologies and companies Deloitte works with day in and day out. Join us and soon those very same adjectives could describe your career too. Explore technology careers at Deloitte.com slash tech careers and make an impact on business, technology, and society while engineering your future at Deloitte. If you've got 14 wins, no.
1: So that tells me, like... Yeah, depending on who you beat. Depending on who you beat, you know, the whole quad one and everything. Yeah. But then that's a whole nother discussion if you are beating quad one opponents, but And losing not-
2: to quad three opponents. That's, exactly. that's a discussion
1: for a different time. Exactly. But, so I sit here and I, like, look at the numbers and the things that we can point to. And over the previous three years, unfortunately, like, nothing has changed. And so, obviously the money plays a part. And I'm not saying that that's the only reason that they kept Fred Hoyberg. Um, it's it's wild to think that somebody is able to re, a reduce buyout is eleven million dollars <laughs> reduced. For, like for I, I was a person who has seven wins. A season. Yes, I wanted like I wanted to tweet that something out last night about how like it's wild that a guy can reduce his buyout and it's still eleven million. But I didn't know how to word it because Just like, like that. <laughs> yeah, a reduction still is eleven million dollars. Like. And that's a pretty sizable that's still, reduction. That's still a sizable. Well, yeah, it's seven million dollars. Number one, seven and a half, and it's still eleven million dollars next year. Like, like, are we? Who gonna, takes are,
2: off seven and a half million and is still pay double digit millions? There,
1: there may be in in college basketball number one after a few years already in the program. Goodness, like, gracious. after if you fire a coach year one, then the buyouts obviously going to be a little bit more and all that. But Bill Moose made sure
2: his coaches were taken. Yeah. Care of.
1: It's it's unbelievable. Um, John says this. Hi guys, if Coach Hoyberg wasn't coming back next year, would Nebraska have lost players from the next recruiting class and any red shirts? So let's let's uh, address that one first. Personally, that's a hard one. I think it depends who you bring in.
2: I think like next recruiting class or this recruiting class cuz technically yeah, so they they've signed, signed their they've signed their NILs but it's happened before where a person sign a kid signs their NIL a coach gets fired yep. and the NCAA allows them to get out of them. So with you know with these guys coming in if Hoyberg were to get fired I I'm not sure but maybe those guys wanted to play for Hoyberg, maybe they yeah. wanted to play for the University of Nebraska. That's a hard one to say um, but the money's a part of that. The 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 recruits that are coming in, I mean, Mm -hmm. you've got some pretty solid guys coming in. So I that also might be a part of
1: it. I I will also say this, um, I mean, like Rico said, I I think one of the guys that actually got out of his his LOI was Xavier Johnson, who was a uh, recruit under Tim Miles and Kenya Hunter. Then he they they obviously left. Kenya Hunter left a couple years before Tim Miles did, but uh, he got out of his LOI, went to Pitt, now transferred to Indiana, where Kenya Hunter's an assistant mm-hmm. coach. He so played with Trey McGowan. That tells you, like, there are, um, there are, there are ways that if you get the right guy, this recruiting class can stay together. Mm-hmm. And, and because at the end of the day, unfortunately, Nebraska doesn't have the pizzazz in men's basketball where they're coming to play for Nebraska. Pzazz. Like, that's the brutal reality, unfortunately. So, when we're sitting here, um, yes, you can always expect attrition. But also, John, like, let me ask you this. Um, is there a way that they don't have to worry about attrition this year when they keep Fred Hoiberg? Because if, if you're a guy sitting on the bench, how do you feel about a 7-20 and lost season? Yeah. How how do you feel about a a one win maybe at best two if you win tonight against Iowa, how do you win? If, how do you feel about that?
2: Unless he's unless he is truly selling, yeah. what he has planned and and they totally believe in him and they and they think that they can get this turned around. Uh, it's it would be for me it would be hard to come back to this. I What's couldn't dis- up, I
0: couldn't disagree with you guys more. I think if Fred Hoiberg leaves, you lose the entire recruiting class. Interesting. That's how college sports work these days. Not all the time. I mean, you might keep a couple, but the entire recruiting class. I guarantee, the day that Trev Alberts decides that Fred Hoiberg is gone, if that's the decision that he made, I promise you, those guys would have entered the entered re-entered their recruiting. I guarantee it. I they might know, okay. have come back to Nebraska, but I guarantee the day that he was decided that he wasn't going to be the coach, they re-enter their recruitment. And at this point in time, does it matter if you lose guys on the bench? Something that, needs to change. That's, I mean, what we're to, just going to keep the same that's, product that's, that's failing? Nate, Nate, I mean, that's, who cares? Nate, Nate, you you that's have to exactly have a basketball saying. team. Oh, you do have to have a basketball team, but why not give these freshman recruits a chance? Who cares at this point? You haven't you've lost 20 s- games in 3 straight seasons. Throw someone out out there, see what happens. Well, it's who not saying it's, well, it's, it's not, not saying
2: that the guys on the bench are yeah. ama- automatically going to start if you lose you however many people if you bring in freshmen whatever what have you. It's just saying you need to have people who have been there who have gone through I the trials that. and tribulations of the Big Ten and know you know yeah. they know what building has what classes. But is they that our how biggest get concern right now? The, I don't you think gotta that have, should be the biggest thing. You've got to have right some now. sort of camaraderie. If you've got a bunch of freshmen yeah. coming in, they don't know how to navigate I the agree town. With that. If they get lost, if they can't make it to class on time, you're going to have some problems. I agree with that. I, I entirely agree with that.
0: But I don't think the top of your priority list right now is making sure that your bench players stay in Nebraska. That's not. I that's think what, your biggest what priority what needs to be keeping your recruits. And, and that's why you're keeping your coach, maybe. I agree. And that's what I've said all along is when you if you lose Fred Hoiberg, which obviously that wasn't the decision that Trev Alberts made— I genuinely believe that that recruiting class would have tanked. Like you guys said, there's tw- there's three straight seasons of 20 losses, yeah. and somehow out of all of this, you have the seventh best recruiting class in the Big Ten. Mm-hmm. That doesn't happen if you don't have Fred Hoiberg. I just don't believe that. If you have another coach, I don't believe you keep the seventh I, I, best recruiting class. I will does also
1: it depend say this. on the coach? I say, No, no, time out. I will also say this. They had their best recruiting class in school history last year, and they still have seven losses. So, who who's seven fault? Wins. Or seven wins. So, whose who's fault is that? I don't like, know. at this point, I think, and, and rightfully so, Husker fans are tired of hearing about how good the recruiting classes are I agree in whatever sport. Like, because, yeah, like guess football. what? You still have seven wins. So, I, I, I think there's going
0: to be a lot of coaching changes, too, though.
1: I, 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 think, that's, and, I think
0: that's what goes into it. I, think, absolutely. it. I think Trev alluded to that, too. Absolutely. So, I think
1: the entire style of play might look a little bit different next season. See, and that's that's something that needs to change, is that this team, this, this coaching staff, needs to develop an identity and a plan. I completely agree. Completely agree. And so, like, part of me is like, here, here's what I will say. I don't care about the flashiness of the recruiting class. Yes, it, it's great because it gives us something exciting to talk about, and it gives us um, exciting, you know, high optimism for the season. It gives you big names that you know. But I do yeah. not care if Nebraska gets a five-star or a three-star or a walk-on if they are winning Fifteen games in a season.
0: Are you more confident with a five star winning fifteen games, or are you
1: more confident with a three star? I can't. I, I can't answer that because we've seen both, and they've all lost. They've all won. And, I, seven, they, and that's true. No,
2: hold on. They they won fifteen or more games with more three stars and four yeah. stars than they have with a five star. That was yeah.
0: also a different coach.
2: Exactly. So. so
1: so then that's where you ask the question: Is it the guys that are being brought in, or is it the guys that are coaching the the players? Like that's where you ask the question, and I don't and know I think the next, answer to that.
0: I think next season we'll find out. Absolutely, and I, I honestly we'll, don't know the we'll answer to that. I just don't agree with you guys that if Fred Hoiberg leaves, you keep the recruiting class.
1: Well, I'm not saying you do for sure. That. I'm saying yeah. there's a chance you do. If you bring in the right guy, if you bring in a guy that, once again, with Nebraska and the money that they, they – the poll that they have, I don't care if it's college basketball, money talks at the end of the day. I you agree. hear it no matter what sport you're, you're, you're trying to find a coach in, money talks. If you get a proven winner – and I'm not saying Nebraska's going to go out and get somebody from Duke. I'm not saying so they're going to go out and get a guy from a top program. I'm not saying they're stealing Tony Bennett from Virginia. I'm not saying that. That'd be nice. But if, if, nice. if they get a guy that has a has a track record of being on being tied to programs that win, being I mean, tied honestly, to programs for, that have postseason experience. Nick, the
0: thing is, though, like, Fred Hoiberg can sell that. Not at Nebraska. You're right. But Fred Hoiberg can sell
1: that. You're right. It, it's tough, though, unfortunately – the reality of it is, and, and I was kind of talking to Mark about this earlier today, the tough reality of it is that um, the flashiness, how do I want to put this? I said earlier today it's hard. Um, obviously, full support of, of Trev Alberts, we've made that very clear. Full support, we're, we're still going to be big-time fans of Nebraska basketball. But it's harder to believe that this is going to get turned around after three years of the same stuff, and no progress.
0: Look, I understand the frustration. I'm not disagreeing with you guys on there. But I think things are happening within the program. Trev Trev Alberts has put his foot down saying something needs to change. I think there is a sense of optimism with him restructuring the contract. Mm-hmm. You know, you're keeping the recruiting class, and by all indications, it sounds like the coding, coaching shift, the coaching staff. There's going to be a big shift. Yeah, yes. There's optimism in that. So I think a lot of Husker fans are looking at this as we keep Hoiberg. It's going to be a lot of the same, which it could be. There might be nothing that changes mm-hmm. and restructuring that buyout now makes it sound like you probably will move on after next year mm-hmm. but i think there's optimism which it's things wild. are
2: put, being put in play to give you optimism it's a lot it's a lot of hoping and praying it is yeah, that's all. That's all it is it right is. now. You, you, you can't guarantee that Freddie Holbrook is going to change his system and change his style of play uh, in a year when he hasn't done it in three years. So it's it's one of those things where you hope restructuring the buyout, letting him know pretty much by the way you're restructuring it, this is your do or die yep. year. You need yep. to make some changes on the coaching staff, on the court, from yourself to get this going, or, or you're done. Or
1: eleven yeah. million dollars is going in your pocket. It is crazy. Um, I, I do want to bring this up before we get to break. It is crazy the parallel between football and basketball. Not now. Let me be very clear. Not in terms of competitiveness. I'm, I'm not saying that at all because football competitive, basketball not even close. Now, with that being said, but the it's it's wild to think about that we're sitting here at the and, and realizing that five wins or six wins could be good enough or, or progress in year five of a head football coach, and that eleven wins would be progress in year four of a basketball coach. Like f- it's it's mind boggling that we are at that point. But realistically, yeah. that's what it is. Because eleven wins next year for Husker Men's basketball is progress, quote unquote progress.
0: I don't think that's enough for him to keep his job. I don't
1: though. think so nope. either. So then so it's it like, is progress, but not you're, enough. You're right. So yeah. then that's what I'm saying. That's exactly goes back full circle, baby. That's exactly goes back with how we opened up the show, Rico, with what amount of wins Is enough Because if it's 14, if it's 15, you have to double what you've been doing the last three years. And that is much easier said than done. And so that, once again, there's the parallel, shows you how much the staff has in front of them. Fred Hoiberg specifically has in front of him before next season and what he has to do next season. And once again, a conference that may be one of the best in, in, in college basketball and is always reloading always reloading, and through three years, his quote-unquote system hasn't been successful. It, it's it's mind-boggling let, where we're at.
0: Let me ask you guys this is real quick. I know you have to go to break, yeah. but I, this has been on my mind a lot. Do you think McGowan's, Bryce McGowan's staying had anything to do with this? Do you think there was some kind of, not ultimatum, that's not the right word, I don't but know. do you think there's something that's happening in that locker room saying if Hoiberg stays, See, McGowan
1: stays? Wh- what I was thinking about this, and and we'll get to Evan here in a second, what I was kind of thinking about this I do not like the idea of building your program around one single player for one year. I, That's don't, what I don't a ton of programs. Do. I, I understand that. A lot but of programs. i I, do I that. understand that, but I'm not a fan of keeping a coach that has lost just to keep a player of high caliber to I stay. I mean, in like in I, basketball, I, I, don't, I don't, don't like can, making that. In basketball,
2: season. you can have a singular player that turns your program around. Absolutely right. So if you if you Can tell me Bryce McGowan's is going to be better next year, which I mean, if he works hard, he should get better next year. Absolutely. If you can tell me that you get to keep him just by keeping your coach, and you can add on top of that with a with a legitimate point guard and a legitimate big man, yeah, I'm taking that.
1: Like, I'm not saying there's not reason to be excited for next year if Bryce McGowan's comes back or returns. But at the end of the day, we don't know what he what his decision is going to be.
0: That's why it just so, went into my like, head. That was the
1: first thing that came to mind. And, maybe they know something that we don't. And, and I will say this. I don't see Trev Alberts being that kind of guy. Like, that's I, fair. I, I don't see – like maybe Bill Moose was, but I don't see Trev Alberts being that kind of guy. From everything we've heard, he is – Trev Alberts is just a patient dude. Like he's just patient – He's he he understands relationships. He he wants transparency. And if you're not all about that, then you can hit the road. I mean, he did say we're we're only
2: year three in an yeah. eight-year contract. We need to see yeah. Patience. if we can go.
1: And so I just feel like that's right. kind of Trev Alberts. All right, we got to get to break. We're running quite a bit late. We'll get to Evan Bland of the Omaha World Herald, talk some Husker baseball. We'll probably get back to this Husker basketball talk coming up in the final segment, but let's get to Evan of the Omaha World Herald next.
0: Follow Nick and Enrique on Twitter at Nick underscore Signert and at Radio Rico AC. More of Happy Hour is next on 93.7 The Ticket and the TicketFM.com.